heard that music, it's time. The best baseball of the year is October baseball. And CJ comes in to join me. We're going to talk all things about this wild card, these wild card matchups coming up the next two nights. Hallelujah that the, uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox are on Tuesday night, not Wednesday, because that commercial is going to get overplayed um, to the max by ESPN for that one more classic matchup between the Yankees and Sox tonight. We're also going to talk a lot about the Wednesday night matchup between the Dodgers and the Cardinals. Are the Dodgers potentially the best team in baseball? And can they can they survive the one-game playoff? We're also going to get into the rest of the A on the NL field and uh, play a little knockout, play a little knockout style there at the end on who we think can win this whole thing. CJ obviously has got his, his uh, allegiance and alliance there to the Evil Empire, but I'll, I'll try and bring him back a, a peg or two. You guys know what to do. If it's in the morning, grab the coffee, fill us out. If it's in the evening, grab the drink and come on back because we're talking all things about the playoffs. It's October baseball. It's time. Let's go. Oh, CJ. You know it starts tomorrow night, buddy. Or tonight, I should say. Yes, sir. Welcome to October. One more classic as they're putting on ESPN as the commercials are going to run probably on the hour, actually probably on the 15-minute intervals until the game starts tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Oh, there, there's no doubt there that that's – that's gonna happen. We're you're gonna have that thing memorized and dream about it. <laughs> have you seen the commercial yet? I have not caught it yet, but it does not doubt me that it'll be permanently burned into my brain by eight o'clock tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I think it will be eight oh eight to be exact. The first pitch from Fenway somehow. I mean, wow. How you feeling about that, buddy? <sighs> it, it hurts because it's. <laughs> Because the Yankees controlled their own destiny. But I, I, I did think about this, and this is just a food for thought, so don't take this as me being a Yankee bias. But how is it that the Yanks' Rays finished the year while Boston got to go play the god-awful Nationals and Toronto got to go beat up on the hapless Orioles? Uh, that's you being a Yankee fan. Everyone got to play pretty much everyone about the same amount of times. Well, no, if no, you'd have told that, that CJ, hold on more quick. Real, now real quick. I know why baseball. If you'd have told me, time out, time out, time out. Okay. If you'd have told me that the Nationals were going to be as bad as they were this year, I don't think anybody would have thought that, man. So Scherzer, you would have thought Scherzer might have been going, and they might have been making one last push to the AL East when the schedule was released two years ago. So, I mean, I wish it would be a interdivision type situation for everybody but you can't do it that way somebody's got to play somebody else so no I, this I, what happened I, it was boston yeah and i understand why they did it that way because you know yankees rays that's probably a potential for the division type of series because they've gotten that before and they've done it before trying to you know speculate it out i don't know it just kind of felt like because nobody thought the orioles were going to be any real good either so it's just like it's one of those things where i would have I would have liked to have seen maybe baseball. If you want to do Yankees raise, that's fine. But then maybe you have it, the Red Sox against the Blue Jays, like knowing that those teams potentially could be fighting out. And it's, I mean, that's, that's tough. I get it. Scheduling in baseball is, is very hard, but I'm just sitting there going, wow, I got absolutely no help. There. I don't think, I honestly don't think you can complain about the schedule in baseball. There's just so many games. So there is. And I've, personally think 162 is a little much but 
what do you go to one one forty five? What do you say? I, see, I've always been a, a, a believer in cutting it back a little bit because one sixty two is a bunch. I don't know, and I'm not really sure what that number is. But I mean, at one point it was what like one forty, one fifty, and then they jacked it up twelve games. I don't know. You're never going to get them to really agree on it because the owners don't want to give up, you know, potentially anything. <laughs> yeah, potentially six home games. I mean, I so I can kind of understand that, but I don't know. I just always felt like the baseball season 162 was a little lengthy. It it probably was. Uh, it it means a war of attrition though, but it also makes these games now, you know, count for even more. And and CJ, man, I wonder how you feel coming into tomorrow night with Garrett Cole going to the mound. You know, against that Red Sox nation, um, and Nate Ovaldi, a guy who's been a postseason hero in the past for the Red Sox, taking the ball against your Bombers. I, I don't know how you feel about that, man. I, I feel like you got to be a, a tad bit nervous. I, I, I'm a tad bit nervous now. The one thing I do like is, is they did get, you know, they did see Navaldi, you know, like a week ago, um, you know, and and favored well against him. Um, you know, granted, you've got Garrett going, which you got to feel good about as a Yankees fan. I mean, he's your ace. He's that guy. So, it, it sucks, though, because it really hurts if, if you win the wild card game. And, you know, what do you do moving forward? But, and it is Yankees-Red Sox. I mean, you never feel extremely confident about it. But I, I do like the fact that we did go off with us and we took, you know, I think what two or three in that when, or no, we swept that series. Actually, I take that back. We swept that series, so you feel a little good about that. But also now they get a chance for a little revenge at home with everything on the line. So it's it's going to be nerve wracking, probably like I was all day yesterday. Uh, yeah. I mean, this we're recording right now, CJ, at eleven forty, right? And twenty four hours from now, you're either going to be. Real, real happy and popping champagne in that locker room in the in the visitors clubhouse at small ass Fenway Park. I'm sure that thing we're gonna see <laughs> some stuff. Let's make sure that the Yankees don't go crazy like Devin Williams and you know punch a hole in the wall. Um, we'll get to more of that later and and how that's gonna be crushing for the Brewers. But I mean, whew, man, um, uh, you're either gonna be real happy or you're gonna be very, very sad and your season's over, man. I mean. Just think about that. 24 hours from now, you're either going to start a journey or it's done. Yeah. Yeah. It, that That is tough. You know, and I don't know. And this team, it's been funky all year. I don't know. The bullpen has started to look really good, which gives me some hope. Um, you obviously, you're hoping Green can – you know, get you – you're hoping Cole can get you seven, eight, you know, throw a complete game out there for all I care. Um, you know, so – but it is going to be be interesting, you know, how – really how both of these managers manage their bullpens, manage their starters, you know, what moves get made first. You know, obviously, for the Red Sox, there's still the big question. If, if you're, you're Booney – in the Yankees, you let Cole take the ball as long as he can go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and the Red Correct. Sox have some questions. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as he's 
out there dealing, I think you, you let it go. Um, and that's why you paid him all that money. You know, obviously big question for the Red Sox is going to be J.D. Martinez. He's still kind of questionable. They're not really sure if he's going to go yet or not. I tend to think he's going to try and give it a shot. Um, you know, if you're a Yankees fan, thank God Gio Urshel is okay. That play was that play was phenomenal, CJ. That play was phenomenal, but man, he could have really gotten a lot more hurt than he did. Thankfully, he didn't. Um, it was kind of shades of the Derek Jeter dive into the stands play. Um, he just didn't come out quite as bloody. CJ, I'll tell you this though, man. I think the um, him doing that and making that play that just kind of shows you what kind of fire and passion right now the, this Yankee team has potentially. They've yeah, been kind of, they've kind of that feel of destiny team there starting off and, and did not look good at all early in the year. I mean, in fourth place for a good little while there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this team's been been streaking. The one thing is, is they have kind of fought outside of Glaber's jot down the first baseline, which we're not going to get into. But, you know, and the, the, I think the big question is going to be is how good the pitching does. But this is also – kind of an interesting thing too the storyline i'd like i think plays out is everybody in the yankees fan world is talking about do you extend judge do you not extend judge well this is a big time for him to prove he's worth it right can you can you show up in the postseason when it matters when your team needs you and the same for stanton and both guys have been on streaks can they carry this team deep is going to be kind of an, an interesting question for it and then you know obviously you know outside of Garrett Cole what are you going to get get out of your starters right CJ but I, I don't mean to say it's the wrong way but you better win tomorrow buddy uh, or all that conversation you just had means absolutely nothing and I, I want to talk to some, a little bit more about tomorrow's game not what not what you think is going to happen in the future because you may not have a future my friend no that's very true I mean, I think that has to be brought up, right? I mean, it, it's just it's just a reality of the situation, the gravity of that one game wild card, which is why it's awesome, but it's also just unbelievably unfair and not what baseball is for five months, and then all of a sudden, one game essentially changes everything, and I don't like it. I don't think it's don't think it's baseball. You should at least have two two or three, like we talked about before. Let's make the playoffs eight teams. Um, and have weekend series. If you're the better club, you should win two or three. No, I think we would both agree there. Um, simply, you know, you and I have talked about this in the past. You know, I completely agree with that. Um, that it, that it needs to needs to change. I mean, you get into a one year type of situation, and it's like, good lord, like you spent five months, and now it comes down to so essentially one game, and I don't think either one of us have been horridly in love with that. No. I mean, you know? I mean, you got to also think, too, you know, J.D. Martinez, I mean, we're not going to know if he's playing tomorrow or not until probably, what, about 10 a.m. tomorrow morning when you have to put in your rosters? Um. Yeah, I mean that's that's gonna be the interesting thing. Like I said, I, I expect him to, to at least attempt to give it a go. Um, be really shocked if he's not. If if he's not in the lineup, that's a big blow for Boston because he's a big bat, especially in that stadium. I mean, he 
peppers the the green monster and that's why they dot him um and that's and that's the other thing too is as you get to this time of year you know he may not be able to go tomorrow but he could probably go game two right so that to me is kind of where i've always never been a real big fan of this and you know, you can take it more than, than I can being a Pirates fan and understanding just how CJ, I, I, Yeah, let's not even talk about it, bud. Um, let's not even talk about it. I, you got to say this real quick. Evaldi being the guy you're facing tomorrow, you've got to be a little bit uh, biting your nails over there, man. I mean, you think about it. He's made six appearances in October at 161 ERA over his – 22 and a third innings. I mean, he had two sensational starts, uh, and he kind of took out the Yankees in game three at seven innings, one run. I I feel like he's a guy that, in that ballpark, he's going to throw up some zeros, too, and keep his team in the game. Uh, if Cole has his good stuff and is, does what he has been doing, yeah, you got to feel good about it probably if you're a Yankee fan, but if he's kind of been what Garrett's Cole's been the last couple outings here, that could get real interesting real fast for you, buddy. No, it can. And uh, that I, I agree with you. I mean, cause he can be, uh, you know, when, when Navaldi's got his a stuff, I mean, he's, he's tough and I don't think anybody would doubt that. I think the one thing that does give me a little bit of uh, hope in that is, is, I mean, Garrett Cole's no, no stranger to this moment. I mean, he's pitched in some big playoff games and succeeded in a lot of them. So, um, I'll agree. hundred percent agree. You know, but no, I mean, Navaldi's not exactly the guy you'd like to face. Um, you know, sometimes that just is what it is. I mean, now the, the nice part is, is like I said, they have faced him or, you know, not just that long ago, just a week ago, um, and, and pitched well off of him. Um, the, the key for Nivaldi, um, and really even for Cole, is going to be first pitch strike. You know, getting ahead of hitters, you know, that kind of thing. Nivaldi's a guy that when he when he loses the strike zone, his stuff just doesn't – it doesn't scare you because then you're just basically daring him to throw strikes. Um, so that that's going to be, I think, the key for both guys is get well, ahead early. Get, big zones. You know, See what happens. I mean, the strike zone tomorrow is absolutely crucial uh, to the contest, man. Um, absolutely crucial because if if it's a big zone, changes a lot of things for the pitchers. Obviously, in this in, in that type of environment, uh, you know, because then the batters are going to get a little bit more anxious and excited, and they're going to swing and miss through some things. They're going to chase more pitches. Uh, especially if the zone's big, especially with Cole's stuff. Um, one thing I do want to bring up, CJ, though, real quick, Cal Schwarper, uh, you know, facing Garrett Cole in a wild card game, I know that all too well. Um, watch out for him tomorrow. I think that's somebody to watch out for tomorrow, for sure, is Cal Schwarber. Just, just saying. Yeah, and, and I agree with you because it almost feels like he should because every I mean they brought him over to Boston and he's had his a couple of moments with him, but for the most part it's kind of been like they're waiting on him to be what they expected. Um, so yeah, I think that's a that's a very very interesting um, there too. I, I like him, and then the other 
interesting thing is going to be too is is we know Cole when he has that slider going on, it's devastating. He loves to bury it. Can can Sanchez stay in front of it, or does Booney go with Agashioka behind the plate, who's a little bit better defensively than Sanchez, and you lose that bad? But also, you know how Cole is with Higgy a lot of times, too, back there as kind of being his guy behind the dish. Uh, yeah, so I think that, to me, that that's going to be an interesting one you do in the lineup because obviously you're not going to take Stanton out of out of the lineup. Um, and, you're, and I would be very surprised if you put Stanton in the field to keep Sanchez's bat in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, it's always interesting to see how – how the manager kind of set that up in a one-game situation because it's – I still remember a few years back, the Pirates started Sean Rodriguez at first base in that game because they wanted the defense and then had to take him out very early, pinch hit reason why, um, versus the Cubs. It's just a whole different ball game when you get in that one-game scenario. Like they're talking about how Chris Sale's probably not available. I don't know, man. I think he threw 62 pitches – you know, a day and a half ago, didn't look great, but I could see him getting the ball tomorrow for a big inning or maybe a, to get a couple outs at least. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I could see that. I think, I think they're bluffing there on you. I think. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of guys that are that are available that you may not think are. I would give you another guy to kind of watch out for, and we'll go to the other side of it with the Yankees, and it's Tyler Wade. And the reason I say that is because his speed on the base pass as a pinch runner can almost be what you know Boston had with Dave Roberts. You know, that guy that can come in, swipe a bag, and he changes an inning. I can't imagine. <laughs> well, I mean, just – I mean, you you look at – I mean, what he was able to do, you know, in the bottom of the ninth there against, you know, the Rays, they bring him in as a pinch hitter, and all of a sudden his speed kind of changes that because he beats that play home, scores a winning run. His speed on the base pass and his ability to steal bases, I think, could play late, especially if this thing's tight at the end, which I – honestly expect it will be yeah i mean i think tyler wade tyler wade's definitely a guy to kind of watch out for and is sort of an x factor for the yankees for sure cj i'll tell you this right now garrett cole kind of his first opportunity to really kind of show out and show up in a big october game for the yankees um i mean i guess you want to count if you want to count last year uh, but with with the fans in the stands, right? Cole's a guy who kind of gets juiced on, off of that. Uh, I saw it personally through some big crowds that, that he was in in Pittsburgh. Um, he's going to feed off that atmosphere tomorrow, and he's going to love nothing more than silencing that havoc and just frenzied Red Sox Nation crowd tomorrow night. And if he doesn't, which I think he can, then the Red Sox get real tight real quick. I've been in those been in those ballparks when the home team is struggling and they're down. That can be one of the worst feelings for that team that's in that situation. So I think the key is, especially for the Yankees, get out early and let Garrett Cole be Garrett Cole. Ride the Cole train, number 45, man. Uh, and you'll end yeah. up playing – and you'll end up playing in, in – and on Thursday against the against the uh, against the race. Ball game over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. 
yeah, I, I, I almost expect, you know, the, the Garrett Cole, the one that showed up down there in Houston that, you know, went nine innings, gave up, I think, one or two runs. Like, I kind of expect that to be the Cole that shows up because it's a big moment. Crowds are going to be hyped. That, that's obviously, if you're a Yankees fan, that's what you want because that's what you paid him all that money to be. So, um, but like I said, I, I expect this thing to be tightly contested. And I actually, because of the pitching matchup, I think both guys are going to come out. I think they're going to have their stuff. I actually, for a Yankees-Red Sox game, do not be surprised if this sucker is low-scoring, like, four, three or less. I think it's a possibility. Um, it's all about little things, man. And in, 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 a, in a game of baseball in one game, that's why it's so difficult to even make a prediction about it because you just don't know what any pitcher's going to have that day. You don't know. It's baseball is going to baseball, man, and it's weird, and, and you and you never can really, really guess, and that's why one gamer is just so, so kind of heartbreaking in in certain respects, um, because game the game's such a flow thing, and when you get out of rhythm real quick like that, you know it it changes everything. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, see, Demi, I know we're we're going to get back into talking a little bit more about the AL. Uh, in that other matchup there, that of at least the one series we know. But let's real quickly here, since we're kind of on the topic of this of this Red Sox and Yankees game, the winner gets Tampa. How do you feel Tampa kind of in, – in seeing all the games in the AL East the way you do, who does Tampa fare better against, Boston or the Yankees? Who should Tampa be wanting to win this game? And I know you're going to be biased a little bit in your answer, and just probably sugarcoat it and say they want they want Boston for sure. But do, who do they really want? You think? You know, I don't know with them if it like if it comes down to who they really want. Um, you know, because they've had success against both. I would think though. If they really did, I would think it would be the Yankees just because the last couple of years they've really owned them. I don't know. That Boston lineup can get really dangerous. Like, they start, you know, getting some confidence. I mean, they can get really dangerous, um, you know, in a hurry. But I don't think they fear Boston because I don't think Boston's bullpen scares them because in a bullpen game, Tampa's going to win that pretty easily. Um but I do think if you're Tampa, you'd almost rather see Boston simply just because you're not having to stare down the barrel of some of those big sluggers the Yankees can run up there where – and Boston's got some too, but I think if you're Tampa, I think New York's a better option just because of the recent success um, and, and the fact that their offense has been so hot and cold. Boston hitters tend to Boston. The Boston hitters are a little more patient than what we've seen out of the Yankees this I'd year. I'd agree with that, CJ. They grind up more at bats, you know, more which consistent is, contact, a yeah. little higher averages throughout the lineup. They don't have as much boom, but they've got a little bit more grit to them than what the Yankees hitters have. And I guess I could, uh, if if I'm Tampa, I'd rather see the Yankees because maybe that continual play of the bullpen could be really interesting and kind of making it work. Um, And they feel like they can get that done. Whereas versus Boston, mm, 
the bullpen game, they're kind of there too. They feel they have the advantage, but it's a little bit more difficult on their bullpen because of how Boston works the pitchers. Um, yeah, and, and let me ask you this because I know you're not a anti-shift guy, and neither am I. I, I. I don't have any issues with defensive shifting. Okay, I don't guys, love it though, CJ. I will tell you real quick. I, I, I don't want to interrupt your point, but I do have to say this. I've watched a whole entire season now of baseball without guys being able to shift in the Atlantic League. And I do love the fact that their balls hit up the middle, hard up through the box, that are now base hits. Because that's how you were taught to do it as a kid. So, sorry to okay. – but I had no, to no, say no, no, no. I'm not against the shift, though. Correct. And I don't think we're both going to beat the drum for the committee to change that, right? Like, you know, maybe yes, but we're not going to be the guys out front screaming it. But there was something that happened interesting that I noticed in the Yankees – game yesterday with the Rays and this is something that I did not love at all whatsoever I don't think putting I don't think it should be allowed to put four outfielders in the outfield because basically now anything in the air is an automatic out CJ I disagree with that take buddy I think you should be able to align your defense however you see fit if you want to put four outfielders out there you do and that's what they're doing with the shift anyway with these infielders standing out in the outfield anyway so I don't really agree with well, that. Well, but I, I would tend to agree with that. But we did see it come back to bite the Rays in game two when Gallo pushes that butt down the third baseline. What I'm saying is there's still there's still an area to get a hit. What I'm saying is, is if you line that up with four outfielders, anything in the air, you're waiting on a miscommunication at that point. Oh, that, mean, that's but- my only hesitation with it is, is, okay, now what we've done is we've essentially basically said anything in the air can't beat us. And if you hit it on the ground, we still got a really good chance to make a play. Like, I, as, as much as we talk about batting averages and all that being down and we want to attach it to the, the spider tack and all that, I really don't think that's it. I think that we've allowed so much of this shifting. And, yes, guys need to learn to hit the ball the other way. I'll give you that. But at the same time, guys at the plate have a right to make a living too. DJ, I'm sorry. Learn, learn to hit the ball the opposite way. Uh, that's, that's, not, that's not up for discussion. Um, well, no, 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 I understand that, but all I'm saying is, is, is by if you if, if situationally teams want to put four outfielders out there, they should be able to do so. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the I love watching some pure baseball here this summer in Charleston there in the Atlantic League with no shifting, but I, teams should be able to set up their defenses however they see fit to get the outs. Yeah, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you, and I, and I can understand the point of it. I'm just, I'm saying, I'm, I'm looking at it from another standpoint too, where it's like, okay, at this point, like when you do that, now you, you've really, you've shrunk the diamond down to basically a golfer needing a nine iron onto the hole. I mean, that's to me, that's how it feels. Now that may not be the case, but it just, it, I don't know because it was really the first time I had seen it, and I'm sure the Rays had done it more than that. I just don't watch a ton of Tampa games. Um, you watch it about, about three to – at least three, maybe five of them, uh, if you get your way. And those yeah, Yankees, Rays, and those Yankees uh, Rays games are phenomenal games, especially in the postseason. I remember you remember Mike, Mike Brosso. <sighs> Sorry, buddy. Had to bring it up. Had to bring yeah. it up. But also, I think that's why the Yankees this year would get my slight lean in that series if it happens. 
Yeah, I mean, they definitely got some things that play out into their favor. But, I mean, you know, if you don't handle business tomorrow, it doesn't really matter. So, no, then, you it, know. it doesn't. Um, and so, CJ, let's let's get to the other team in the AL real quick here, the other series. And that's uh, the White Sox, man. Going to Houston, I, I've been a White Sox believer all year. Um, I like them even on the road to win this series. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. I like I, Lance Lynn. I like Cease. I think it's a – I don't know, man. I just – I love the way that team's constructed, top to bottom. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, and I'm I'm kind of rooting that way, I think, probably just out of spite because I hate the Astros. Um yeah, dating back to the whole sign stealing thing, and I've—I'm just going to go ahead and say this now. I've never been a huge Jose Altuve fan. Just—I don't know. Just guy rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. Guy's a great <laughs> baseball player. He just rubs me the wrong way. Um, the, a lot of that team does, um, you know. And then you compound it with all the crap they got caught doing. And I get it. Everybody was doing it. They just got caught. I get it. But, yeah, so – but, no, I'm with you. I, I love the way the Sox are constructed. And it's a very interesting manager matchup, too. Oh, it's extremely interesting. Tony La Russa, Dusty Baker, it's like we're in the NL Central in the, in the, in the <laughs> early 2000s again. Uh, and, or, or some of the classic Cardinal-Giants matchups there between those two. I mean – and well, CJ, and I had, forgot to well, do this. And they were both talking about the Astros. Cubbies too. Cardinals, Cubbies, Cardinals, Reds. Bang on that trash can, buddy. Yeah. And the Cubbies ones too. Cubbies, Cubbies, uh, Cardinals games. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I, I love the series from the intrigue on that. Um, I, I, I will say this with both lineups. I'd hate to be a pitcher in this series. Um, but they have. But both teams have pretty solid pitching as well. I think that's where the White Sox have the advantage over the Astros in the end. Yeah, I do too. You know, like you said, with Lance Lee, with with Lance Lynn, um, Dylan Cease, you know, um, Carlos Rendon, Angelito. I mean, that's that's a hell of a staff right there. Um, Yeah, no, I mean they've they've got a very good staff. I think that that's going to be a very interesting series. And I and and Hendricks and Kimbrell in the back at the end of the bullpen. Yeah, that one to me. Along with like, Chafin, like, I mean, whew. yeah, that one to me, one that feels like that 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 sucker potentially could go the distance. You know, you say that CJ, but I don't know. I've got a weird feeling um, about the White Sox in this postseason. I, I don't necessarily feel like the Astros team in that rotation is quite built for it. I mean, I know they had a great postseason run last year, even though they were not good in this short 60-game season. The, the rumors are they're starting McCullers on Thursday. Um, you still have potentially, you know, I guess you probably go with, uh, with Garcia in game two, probably. Yeah, I would think that's probably the way they're leaning. Um, I mean, or do you go Grinky game two? 
that almost feels could that and see that almost feels like and we we know Dusty likes to play that kind of thing close to the chest. That almost feels like if you can come out of game one with the win, you could go Garcia game two and save Grinky for three, you know, just in case. Yep. Um, you know, in case you're back against the wall at that moment. Um, but it, but if you lose that game, then you definitely got to go Grinky because you don't want to go down two games headed to Chicago. I mean, Garcia did not have a good finish to the season, though. I mean, he's he was really good early. He definitely has that ability, though, to shut down a team one time through the order, maybe even that second time. Um, your key's also a guy. I mean – who could who could definitely see see some innings there for the Astros in this thing? I don't know, man. It'll be very interesting. I think the Astros bullpen to me is a concern, even with the addition, you know, of, of Graveman and Yimmy Garcia there at the deadline of Matt. And it's just not reliable. It's just not something I trust. And I think in the end, the White Sox addressed their bullpen and got got all the pieces there with Kimbrell and, and Chafin from the white from the Cubbies across town. You still have Liam Hendricks back there. I think the White Sox win this thing, man. And we didn't even get into the lineup, which is probably, for my money, the best in baseball. But the thing about it is they haven't had to play competitive games, and that's a question for me. I kind of wonder about that. But also with La Russa, I don't. I think they'll be ready to go come Thursday afternoon at 4 o'clock, uh, 3 o'clock in the, uh, in the time zone that they'll be playing there in Houston. So – that's going to be a it's going to be a fun one to to keep track of there and, and watch uh, on FS1 on Thursday afternoon. Yeah, no, it's definitely going to be a be a fun one to watch, um, and you know it, it's it's going to be kind of fun because you know it's going to have a very old school feel to it because both managers are very old school, um, kind of in their approach to things at times. So. Um, yeah, I think if you're Houston, I, game one is critical for them because um, I'm not because you, you've you fought so hard to get home field uh, for this series. I think you you have to find a way to keep it. Do you think Do you think they fought that hard, or do you think they were just fending off the the Mariners in the way they were playing down the stretch? Whereas the White Sox were kind of like, ah, eh, we're just getting ready for for what's next. We're not really all that concerned. We're just going to sharpen ourselves for whoever we play because we're going to play three games, potentially five here for a week in the first, in the first week of October. They knew that. No. And that's, and, and you that's know what I mean, fair, no, and that's a fair point too, which I think kind of, it brings you back to what you just said a minute ago, which is, you know, the White Sox haven't really played a, a meaningful game in a while. Right. Um, you know, where the Astros, are kind of like, you know, some of these other teams, um, you know, that have gotten in, you know, your your Yankees, your Red Sox, um, you know, the Dodgers, the Cardinals. See, the they that have had to fight to get in there. They've been in playoff mode now for what feels like forever. Yeah. Does, does that does that find a way to translate itself into game one? Right. And I think it probably does for them for the most part. Uh, most of the time, because um, I think momentum is one of the most overrated things in sports. But there's a difference between momentum and hey, for the last month we've been playing essentially playoff baseball. Yeah, I think that's fair, and I, I think the Astros always felt like they were in, whereas some of the White Sox games, uh, you know, 
were not, and, and I don't think it, even in the end, they weren't, weren't ever really, I don't feel there's a lot of conversation ever about anybody overtaking Tampa to be the team that was hosting the entire AL side of the bracket. Correct. Yeah, I don't think there was any any real questions in on that, but I think, you know, and that and that's the one thing you got to wonder about Tampa too is, is you know they they've been in for a while, right? Where where are they at on the energy level type of things? Yeah. But you never know. I mean, October's kind of a of a funky place. I mean, we're staring at, you know, potentially one of the better teams in baseball, hundred win team being one and done come Wednesday night. Oh yeah. And, so, and that's what CJ, know, I, it was kind of funny. We're both kind of gearing toward the NL, right? As we said it, I was going to say um, teams that haven't had to turn it on in a while, Atlanta and Milwaukee. Now, not, not Atlanta, but Milwaukee, same, same thing in the central side of the, uh, of, of the league and haven't had to play a meaningful game in a while, Milwaukee. Um, whereas uh, Atlanta, has been playing some some baseball games down the stretch to win that East that have really counted for a while now. So we're both thinking that that way, and I'm sure you were thinking wild card game with the uh, Dodgers and the Cardinals. Which way do we go first, there, buddy, for the AL or the NL? Uh, excuse me, it's late. <laughs> it is. You know, I kind of wanted to hit on on that wild card game because I feel like something very interesting happened. Yesterday for the Dodgers, and that that's the injury to Max Muncie. That's that feels like that could be a really big blow for them. Man, I, I think you're right, but I also I don't feel sorry for him. Albert Pujols is going to play. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think it is kind of cool we get to see Pujols again. But I mean, against the Cardinals but, as well, that'll be awesome. Yeah, but I mean, let's not act like there isn't a, a dip in where they are career-wise. I mean, Pujols is on the back half. You know, oh, he's on the back half. But let's hold on now. Hold on now, now, buddy. I, I feel like when he did come over um, from from the Angels, he was a. I mean, he still had 17 homers and had 50 RBIs, and he's a gamer in the postseason in his career. I mean, you think about it, a 323 average all-time, 54 ribbies. I mean, he's he's an absolute legend. I'm going to take Albert Pujols even at age 41 in some of these big at-bats, especially tomorrow. I mean, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean – He knows I, I, Wayne I Wright. He's seen Wayne Wright, you know? Yeah, I mean, I understand with, with what you're saying on that. And, yeah, I mean, he is an absolute legend. But, I mean, I, I think if you're a Dodgers fan and I think if you pushed any of them – they're going to tell you they'd rather have Max in the lineup. Oh, I have told it, TJ. That's that's not even the question that's being asked. It's just it, what I'm saying is, is hey, you know, Pools will Pools will go out there and play, and and that's a luxury of them being able to roll out a guy like that. Even still, though, with all that experience, it won't be too big for him tomorrow. No, I, the, the moment's not going to be too big because I mean he's been in them. I mean he's played in big time games. I mean he's a World Series champion. I mean. The, the guy knows how to do it, but I mean, you, you can definitely see, you know, the, the the bat speed's not what it was. I mean, when you get as as you get older, that slows. Uh, and I understand what you're saying. I mean, it. it I think it's going to be a big one for him because it is, you know, it is the Cardinals. And granted, it's been a while, but still, 
Um, but I just I, I feel well, like if if you're the Dodgers, DJ, you find a way to get out of this. How long is Muncie out? Then becomes really the question because, yeah, you can go to a guy like Pujols, but is he a guy you? Well, would, how CJ, far, there's how CJ, much of a replacement CJ. can he really be for Max Muncie deep? CJ, and he, you know what I was thinking though a little bit too um, on Pujols is that he's really only been hitting lefties, um, and. I think maybe you could even bring Bellinger into first to play first base or, you know, put Gavin Lux in center field, you know, and, and, and maybe think about, I don't know, having Chris Taylor be out there at some point in time. I mean, but Bellinger has struggled this year, but maybe he could kind of be a, uh, a good option over there at first as well uh, instead of pool. So I, I don't know, but you know, another loss that they have now coming up. And that's a big one, and that's Clayton Kershaw, man. Yeah, that yeah that that definitely hurts them in the rotation. I, that one, it, it almost kind of seems like it's compiling itself now. If you're if you're the Dodgers, um, you know. But I mean, they still, I mean, they are still deep on the pitching side of things. Um, they are. I mean, and Price came back, but he hasn't been sharp. But he'd probably be somebody they could look to too. Yeah, because that's another guy that's, you know, got a lot of postseason experience. Um, you know, he's not the guy that he was that's, you know, going to go out there and overwhelm you with this stuff. But I think I, – I feel like he's starting to kind of reinvent himself, right? We've seen some of these guys do that. Um, you know, talking about David Price here? Yeah. Um, okay. You know, you're, you're, you're big – Flamethrowers, right? And I'm just going to use the the comparison because in, in CJ, we're made the fireman, the fireman. Um, yeah, the, the fireman. We're, we're, and I'm only going to use the comparison because he's left-handed. But you saw CC Sabathia, right? Was the big flamethrower, the big guy out there. He just blow the fastball by you late in his career. Had to become a little bit more of a pitcher, hit his spots yeah, and execute. Absolutely. And that's kind of what I see David Price evolving into, and he's crafty in that way. No, he's not going to give you seven or eight anymore. No. But if he can go out there and give you four or five, you got to feel really good about it. Oh, absolutely. And, just, and go, I don't think... just go out there and tell him, hey, you, you for four or five, give us everything you got. Be crafty. Do your thing. And don't worry about trying to save anything in the tank. But here, but here's also the thing, too, CJ, that, that we're – kind of missing here is, is David Price is only really an option out of relief right now even. I mean, because the starting staff there, you're still going to see Walker Bueller and then Julio Urias getting the ball uh, before. But for tomorrow, maybe a guy who you could utilize a little bit as well. Um, man, it, Scherzer and Wainwright tomorrow night going to be awesome. Do you think Wainwright has a chance, man? Do you think the Cardinals can do this? I wouldn't count them out is all I'm saying. I wouldn't either. Um, this is a pretty pretty good pitching matchup. You know, both guys with a lot of postseason experience and success. Um, you know, I, the way Serger has thrown the ball since he's been in LA has been phenomenal. Um, I and, and the Cardinals have had a fantastic run to get to this point. I just. I feel like I, I hate to say it, but I gotta. I just feel like the magic might end on Wednesday night. I think it very well could end. I mean, you think about who they're going to potentially be bringing out of the bullpen, um, and this is like 
NL Central uh, remix 2014-15 here. J.A. Happ, Miles Michaelis, and John Lester um, will probably be casualties of the roster squeeze there. Probably had a back end for the NLDS. So you're going to, you're not seeing any of those guys go out there coming out of the bullpen. You're probably going to see more like uh, Jack Flaherty potentially um, kind of get, maybe get some innings there. Uh, and, and a guy like that, kind of comfortable in that from his college, college days in a role. Could definitely see him throwing a few innings if need to be in the back end of this game if the Cardinals have a lead. Yeah, I mean, because it is because I think if you're the Cardinals, is you know you're going to at some point go to your bullpen, um, and you're going to have to. I think if you're if you're the Dodgers, I mean, you know, Serger could with it, with his stuff. I mean, he seriously could just basically be out there just to hand the ball out to you know Kaylee Jensen or whoever they decide to close it. So. I just I'm not so sure if you're a Cardinals fan or you know a Cardinals staff member, you think Wayne Wright's going to get you get you through the eighth. So then it does become you know who do you go to in your bullpen? Who do you trust in the moments? Yeah, yeah I mean I I think if you know if you're a Dodgers fan or Dodgers staff member, I mean you're going to expect you know Scherzer to get you through seven or eight and then hand the ball to your closer. Um, you know, if you're the Cardinals, it's, you know, Wainwright's probably not going to get you that deep. You know, so it's going to be who comes out, who do you trust in, in those situations and in those moments. Um, you know, and who knows? I mean, Sergio could go out and not have a real good one and only get you through five. I mean, it, who knows? But, you know, I think you got to feel like Sergio's going to get you get you pretty deep. And with Wainwright, you know, he'll get you through five or six. Then it's then it's who do you trust and who can, who can perform big for you. I mean – the Cardinals have won seven, won seventeen straight stinking games. Um, at the oh, no, no, most no, no. crucial I, I time, it was like shades of Clint Hurdle's Rocky team back there in like two thousand, and I believe it was seven. There, CJ. Correct. You know, and, the, and you, I, I'm glad you bring that up because it almost, as you said that, I had the kind of eerie feeling to it where. Then they ran into that lineup that Boston had. Almost mm. kind of what the Cardinals are running into lineup wise, what the Dodgers have. Granted, so, it's deep, just not, they're not playing the Padres in their one game wild or you know, yeah. they're not they're not playing the Padres squad. Even that Brian Giles squad was scrappy there. And I love old Brian Giles, man. You know, former Bucko yeah. there. Yeah, you know, so it, it almost that was fun. Uh, you, you say that, and it's kind of had that. I thought of it. I'm like, man, that's kind of almost eerily similar in a way. Um, but I do expect it to to be a good one, and I, I expect both starting pitchers to come out with their stuff. And you know, as typical, the Dodgers fans should be out and loud, and it'll it'll be fantastic. Well, they'll they'll arrive. Do you think they'll actually arrive on time tomorrow night for the game? Do, does any crowd in LA arrive on time? I don't know, CJ. <laughs> I mean, I, hell, even the Lakers' heydays, the crowd didn't arrive on time. Yeah, you're 100 percent, 100 percent correct <laughs> on that, buddy. Um, I just, I don't. Know, Max Scherzer's been shaky of late, though. I mean, even though he, you know, I could, I could see it, man. And the Cardinals have that devil magic, and that's, I could honestly see them pulling it off. Let's put it this way: if the Dodgers don't lose this game. 
it sets up in a phenomenal series with the Giants. Uh, CJ, which I think would be their next best chance to lose because after that, then now granted, this Kershaw injury does kind of cause some pause for cause in terms of just kind of penciling in the Dodgers to win this whole thing again. And there's some good teams out there as well, and it's baseball, so you can't just do that at all. And nobody who knows the game would ever do that. But I mean, the Dodgers are going to be a tough, tough, tough out, and I think they're better to be. They, you better get them in shorter spurts and shorter stints because I think they just have a ton of depth. Yeah, they, they do. They have an absolute ton of depth. And, you know, you get into a, into this time of year, you know, and you end up in a series, the more and – that's, and that's the other thing, too. The more you kind of see guys out of the bullpen, the more times you get to see them in a series, it tends to kind of shift to the hitters a little bit because it's like, okay, I've seen this guy, you know, two days in a row now. And you start to kind of – guys at the plate start to kind of make adjustments. That's, you know, where stuff really gets interesting in these things is because now it's not, oh, well, you know, we're playing them in a three-game series in August and you may not see this guy at all this series. You've now entered into the portion of the year where the best arms are who you're going to see. And after you see them a couple of times, can hitters make the adjustments needed to come up with the hits in the crucial moments? Oh, absolutely. And, I mean – I'll just say this too. You think about in the Cardinal lineup, Tyler O'Neill in September was a freak. 11 homers, 27 ribbies, a 3 or 3 average in the month, was, was doing some special things um, in his breakout year where he's, you know, I just, I think that he's going to be the type of guy who makes a big hit tomorrow. And the Cardinals just always seem to do that, especially against the Dodgers. If this was Kershaw, I would almost have penciled in a Cardinal win. Um, but, man, it's going to be yeah. fun. It's going to be fun that, to see. And that just changes will... everything so much, too. If the Dodgers are eliminated, then, like, man, does it open it up for the Braves and the Giants and the Brewers, for that matter? I mean, all those teams are quality, but with the Dodgers are still in it, it's like, whoa. But if the Cardinals pull that off, I mean, it just changes everything, as the Mio commercial said back in the day with Tracy Morgan. You remember that? It changes oh, yeah. everything, man. And it does, and that's been the one interesting thing is, is you look up and down the the Cardinals lineup. You know, you you I, one of the stats I love that has kind of come along and is getting a lot of pub. You know, is is you know the on base percentage in the OPS and they're they're big, you know the Cardinals grind at bats they get guys on base you're constantly pitching with traffic, you know and it's not necessarily anymore about you know pitch counts as much as it is stress pitch counts you know are are guys constantly under duress or you know constantly under those those moments of stress and the Cardinals do a really good job of putting stress pitches and stress innings together. Yes, they do. Absolutely. They string them together. I mean, you think about that lineup with Arenado, Goldschmidt, Tommy Edmond, Tyler O'Neill's been phenomenal this month. Yachty. They grind. They grind top to bottom the Cardinal way. I hate it, but damn it, they do such a good job of. Well, they grind out at bats. They grind out at bats, and then you make the one mistake, and they hammer it, and then you're starting it back over again. And 
that's that's where I think you know, and I know you and I have talked about it. You know, it, starting pitching isn't going quite the depth that it was anymore, and I think some of that is. Is, is they've stopped looking at pitch counts and they're looking more at the stressful pitches, the stressful innings, because that'll wear a guy out more than throwing 120 pitches. You know, is is he constantly in duress? Is there constantly guys on base? Is he constantly having to execute? And that's where the, the Cardinals are really, really good because they'll grind out at bats, they'll foul off good pitches, then you make the one mistake and they just jump all over it. Yeah. They, they always – and they all seemingly always do. And I just – I could see it. I could see it, CJ. I really could. Oh no! I trust me. Shock me at all. Bader's been playing extremely well too, defensively and his abilities at the plate. He's he's been a been a very solid player for them this year. Now his postseason numbers are pretty pretty bad. Uh, He's a one forty three hitter with twenty one at bats last year. So I think he'll be a real interesting guy to watch tomorrow night along with the young if he gets the start instead of Sosa at shortstop I don't know which way they go there could be a big big decision there for man he for Schilt there uh, the manager for the Cardinals he's one of the most unassuming guys like most people don't even really remember when he came in from Athena he just kind of kept rolling and like I don't think I've ever seen the guy say 10 words you're, I, I'm sitting here trying to think. Yeah, I think you're probably very, very right. But he's just the St. Louis Cardinals manager, and they they do what the Cardinals do. The Cardinals do, are and, pretty and, phenomenal, to be honest with you. I'm yeah, jealous it, of it as a Pirates fan. So jealous. Yeah, well, and you brought that up, and I think if you pulled a bunch of baseball fans that weren't Cardinals fans, right, take, take them out of the equation, and you gave them the two options of who the manager of the Cardinals is, I still feel like you're probably going to end up like 50%, 60% that would go Matheny just because it, it, the guy doesn't speak. <laughs> unless, unless you um, are an AL Central fan and knew Matheny was – you saw him in the dugout for the Royals. That's the only way you would even know. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's kind of funky in that regard. And, and the Cardinals have a very interesting way of, of doing things is – they've had some managerial changes. They've had player changes, but everything still like the process for them hasn't, hasn't changed. No, it doesn't. And and I always say this about the Cardinals, they can bring a guy up and they will turn him into gold. They have the golden goose. They find ways to get it from whoever they need it from for however long they need them. And then they deal them and you may never hear from a guy again. It just yeah, it's hard to way, it, man. It's unbelievable. It, yeah, it it it's it is. It's it's very funky in that regard. But I, I'm with you. I, I could see the Cardinals winning. Um, I think if I think for the Cardinals, it, though, for a win for them, though, the formula is it, it's going to have to be low scoring. I think if this thing ends up in a run fest, it ends up in a blowout towards the Dodgers. I, I'm I agree, but I don't think we're seeing a blowout either way. But I do agree with you. The Dodgers are more likely to put it on Wainwright than I think the Cardinals are to put it on Scherzer. Um, but you never know. I mean, it's that's why the one-game wild card is is mad, maddening. Oh, man, and I can't even say that word, buddy. Can't even get that word out. It is maddening. Um, it's madly in, in entertaining. Regard, it's madly it's, entertaining. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you, CJ. <laughs> need a little need a little help there to get that out, man. That's that's a tongue twister. 
Uh, it can be. I, I said it to myself a couple of times before I said it out loud. I, I appreciate <laughs> it, man. Yeah, I need a little help with that one. But I, I tell you this right now, if if the Cardinals were able to win this game on Wednesday night, do you give them much of a chance against the Giants? I think it would be an interesting series. I wouldn't count them out of it. Um, the Giants have been playing great baseball and have all the mojo in the world right now. And we'll talk a little bit more about them. I mean, the addition of Chris Bryant was big. Crawford, Posey have had resurgencies. Evan Longoria, they're they're big in the big moment. And I don't count them out of beating the Dodgers either. But, man, it'll be fun to watch those games starting Friday night uh, out there in the Bay. Yeah, yeah, it will. I mean, and they've got some guys with some experience. Um COVID you know, was the best thing to happen to them because they were all able to kind of rest and get and get geared up. And now they're going to be hosting a series in October again for the first time in a little while. Maybe the 2020s is the years of the odd championships, whereas it was always the evens back in back in the uh, back in the teens, man. Yeah, and and you look at kind of you know the way they could set their 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 pitching up, you know, and two guys that you know, could play factors for them if they're, if the Giants are able to make a deep run and that would be Alex Wood and and Johnny Cueto. I mean, guys that have, you know, they, they've been around a little bit. They understand how to, how to pitch, you know, Cueto can be a guy that's frustrating, you know, because he can vary that delivery. He can be really funky to you. Um, You know, D. Scalafani's good. Yeah, they, the Giants are a very, very good and very interesting team. And and a team that's, you know, it's kind of amazing for a team that's won 109 games, 107 games, been playing playoff baseball, fending off the Dodgers for the last month. Like, it's really, like, you wouldn't expect that. Like, you'd think, oh, 107-1 team, they coasted in, kind of like the Rays did, but that's not at all how that went down. No, the Giants have been playing – They've almost been playing, uh, like you said, playoff baseball to some extent, or just playing good, clean, solid, crisp, fundamental winning baseball the entire year. And that's how you end up winning a division over the Dodgers. That's an all-star team in the Dodgers, and the Giants held them off the entire way. And and I'll be the first to admit it, I never thought that was going to happen. I thought eventually the Dodgers would, would catch them. And I honestly kept believing in the Padres until it became apparent that it wasn't going to happen that this year for old Slam Diego. Yeah, and yeah, I always kind of felt like you know they've got some mojo, season, man. Yeah, coming into the season, I, and the Dodgers were playing. I'm like, okay, eventually they're going to come back a little bit because I honestly, at the beginning of the year, I'm like, I did not have them penciled in to be this good. I will admit that, but. And you kept feeling like, okay, they're going to come back. The Dodgers are going to get on a big run. They're going to kind of push this thing out a little bit. And and it just never quite happened. The Dodgers just – yeah, the Giants just kept finding ways to win games and scrapping through and playing, like you said, good, clean baseball. And, and they did all year. You know what's crazy, uh, CJ? As bad as the Pirates were this year, they split a series 2-2 with the Giants. Um. Over and it was incredible, incredible games. Um, but they played they played great defense. They get good pitching. They have veteran pitchers throughout their entire line, entire rotation. 
like you talked about Wood getting the ball, Cueto with the deception. A great point about that. And he's got a lot of experience. You talk about this Logan Webb kid that came on and has thrown the baseball extremely well for them this year. I mean, the Giants have, and you know, they have that kind of that formula um, that come over from the Dodgers and ZD. Kapler, I don't know if I trust Kapler, though. That's the one thing that kind of, I feel like times he might try and overmanage a little bit. Um, but, man, the Giants were so good this year. How can you count them out? You absolutely can't. Um, no, and, I, and, and that's a good point you bring up, too, you know, with, with, with Kapler. I mean, this is going to be really his first time in this, in, in this atmosphere, in that seat. Um, you know, it, how, does he, how does he handle that? Because, I mean, you spend so much time focusing on the players, and sometimes it's, okay, what do the managers do? Do they, they get itchy? Do they try and outmanage the moment? You know, yeah. or do they trust the way they've done things all year? And so we've seen it get managers in the past, right? You, we've, um, you know, you've seen it get Madden a couple of times where he tried yep. to outthink the room instead of just I mean, trusting the way he's done things all year. Man, and sometimes and, it came back to get him. We've and, seen it happen. And dude, even sometimes if you trust what you did all year, like Kevin Cash did last year in the World Series, pulling Blake Snell, you're still going to get criticized for it. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's that's the thing. Do you, do you manage the moment instead of, okay, well, this is what, you know, you have to find that balance of gut and book. You know, well, this is what the book says, and this is what we've done all year. But, man, right now we've got everything. Real, like, can you find a way to balance that and be in the moment and not become a slave to your own way of thinking? <laughs> CJ, I think that's a, a – the plight of every gambler, right? Do you play oh, yeah. what the book says or do you go with what your gut is? And that's, I think that's, I think that's baseball managing in a, in a uh, kind of, kind of how it, how it is, right? I mean, that's sort of what it is in a, in a nutshell, I think. Um, trusting what your gut tells you or nowadays going by the book. And I know I just said that, but I think it's, it's very, very true and almost exactly what it is nowadays. Um, and I think that Kapler has kind of had that ability to do it all year. So he trusts and has the pulse of this team. And I don't doubt that he might have it again in this series. Let's also talk about the other one, though. And that's the Milwaukee Brewers, who were destined to, you know, host and be the uh, – no, they are you know, to host and be the two seed pretty much the whole entire season. It felt like once they kind of put their foot down in the central um, and they're going to host the Braves, which found a way to, to get it done and outlast the Phillies. Although had the Phillies had a bullpen that uh, could, wouldn't have blown the most saves of all time. It probably could have potentially been them playing in this thing and not the Braves, but the Braves are playing hot CJ. They are, and I, and, and I love the story the Braves are. I think it would have been really cool um, to kind of see the Phillies get in just because of the year Bryce Harper was having. Would love to have seen him carry that into the playoffs. Um, Although he you know, struggled but, mightily against the Braves. True, yeah, he did. Uh, but the Braves are a very, very cool story. Like, I, the, the fact that, you know, they were able to make some moves at the deadline um, – to get better, to try and kind of replace 
Um, the back there, Cunha, man. I mean, yeah, losing Cunha was absolutely crucial, but yet somehow, like you said, they got Rosario, Duvall. They just sort of pieced together guys, and and they really played solid baseball. And Freddie Freeman starting to hit really helped him too. I think he's the heart and soul of the team. While Cunha is the most flashy and probably the best, most raw talented player that they have, Freeman is what makes him what makes that whole thing kind of uh, stabilize and has been the dude for a while. So him yeah, really he starting has, to hit I, helped a ton. And then obviously too, I think Albie's really kind of stepped his game up as well. Yeah, he. Yeah, I mean, he really has. And I think the other thing too with the Cunha going down is you got an opportunity to kind of focus in on some other guys. Um, you know, Austin Riley, 303 batting average for the year, 33 home runs, 107 driven in. That was the leader. He led the team in all three categories. Got an opportunity to kind of gain on his end. And then, you know, Dansbury Swanson, just he's a hell of a shortstop. He can hit. You know, you got an opportunity to kind of see some of these other guys step up. Smash up the middle, base hit the center. Um, you know, I, I think it's been kind of cool with the with the Acuna injury. You got an opportunity to kind of see some of the other guys um, that they have. You know, Austin Riley, their third baseman. You know, he led the team in batting average, home runs, RBIs. Right? You got an opportunity to to, to see how he plays. Uh, you know, Dansby Swanson, their shortstop, who's phenomenal and probably extremely over. Oh, he's at that he's position. very underrated. You know, very talented out of Vanderbilt, man. Very good yeah. play. So I mean, you, you got a chance to kind of see see some of these other guys evolve and and you know kind of come into their own, which is race fans got to make you feel really good when Acuna comes back next year. Oh, um, absolutely, and, and I know. think even for this run here, CJ, like you were just saying, man, like Swanson's a smooth defender, and Riley. The question for him was defense, right? And then, man, he put it together. Now it'll be interesting to see how he does in this postseason being the guy and not having to split at bats with Donaldson. Yeah, that that's, you know, that's going to be a thing. I mean, you know, he finished the year, you know, 969 fielding percentage. I mean, he was he was phenomenal, put himself, you know, in, in the gold glove type of conversations with the year he had at the hot corner. And that's been actually the theme of this team. I mean, it's good, clean defensive baseball, you know, which, you know, sometimes can be kind of hard, um, you know, with – with way guys hit anymore and you know just it's a baseball man and things can bounce funky it happens but you know <laughs> hey round round bat round ball you got to square it up right so that's, yeah that's baseball, right? you know so i mean that's that's been the kind of the, the really impressive thing you know with the braves timely hitting they've been solid defensively um they've gotten really good pitching um and they just they found a way to kind of grind it out and and, and put themselves in a position to to be in the postseason where anything can happen. Absolutely. I mean, you got to respect it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it doesn't hurt I, when, you, you know, you get to roll, a, you know, Charlie Morton out, oh, you know, for game one. And, and then free is it, NL pitcher of the month. Yeah. And is it just me or does Charlie Morton feel like the guy who's been trying to retire for like the last two years, but teams keep throwing him like 10, $20 million a year and he just keeps saying, okay, fine. Morton is um, a very <laughs> cerebral guy back from his Pirates days. Love ground, Chuck. 
because they 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 signed him again for to play again for next year. I think the deal was like fifteen million, and it's just like he keeps taking these one year deals, and it keeps feeling like he's trying to retire, but teams just keep chucking money at him, and he just can't say no. I mean, I don't <laughs> know why he he definitely doesn't want to yet. I mean, why would you? he? He has one of the most minimal kind of uh, approaches to pitching that there is out there. I mean, he's well, very. It, it, it's minimal, and he doesn't put it. There's not a lot of stress when he throws the ball. Like there's not, you know, there's not a whole lot of you know stress and push. I mean, he's it's real free and. Easy. I mean, see, here's the thing with Charlie Morton: if that sinker's on, that's all he needs. Oh yeah, and he basically tells you it's coming, and if it's on, he dares you to hit it. Oh, I mean, but he also has the ability to have that good that good curveball too, and mix in the changeup occasionally. Chuck Chuck Morton is one of the best there is, um, and he'll be ready to go, be ready to go on uh, Thursday, or excuse me, on Friday afternoon in Milwaukee. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah, and I expect him to to have his stuff. I mean, he's he's pitching these moments before, and you know, um, and the Brewers were rolling out a good one too. You know, Corbin Burns can can spin it up oh, well too. So absolutely, and and then you know. You think about the game two starters potentially. We know Freed's going for the for the Braves, but I mean, I would imagine Woodruff's going to get the ball for for the Brew Crew. Yeah, they haven't announced that, but I'm I'm you're probably extremely right in that. I'd be very surprised um, if they went any other other route with that. Um, but I mean the the one thing with the Brewers, man, that, that that gives me a little pause for them right now in this series, you know, and that we mentioned it, you know, Devin Williams is he's gonna miss the the postseason, got you know, in the celebration, got himself a little too much to drink and went AJ Burnett and punched a wall. Hey, hold on. Won't you be talking about AJ Burnett? <laughs> All right. I, I know AJ's your boy. Just you know, there there were a couple of hey, he 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 time he, out now. No, hit him and him and some doors in New York didn't always get along. Let's just put it well, that way. He would have never celebrated by punching a door. And AJ, uh, my producer here, not very happy with you, CJ. <laughs> kind of giving kind of giving some evil eyes right now. Um, hey, STFD man, AJ Burnett was a was a legend. I wish he would have gotten an opportunity to pitch. A little more supposed he's in action for the Buckos. Man, he he was he was great, and <sighs> the Devin Williams loss is a huge one for the crew. I mean, haters gonna have to get more, which they will. Um, it's gonna be interesting. Freddie Peralta has been absolutely filthy this year. You could see him get the ball in game two as well. I don't think you count out the Brew crew. I know a lot of I mean, people I, want to. I, 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 Man, and, and Boxberger and Hunter Strickland have come on and been great as well. I mean, those two guys have done it in moments before, and Suter's a pretty good, pretty lefty too. Even with the loss of Williams, I think there's still a handful. The only question is, do are they able, and I don't know if they can or not, um, because I think after you get past the first two of the Braves rotation, like Ian Anderson, he's been kind of – kind of up and down this year, uh, but he has the ability, obviously. Um, and then the the bullpen game, I don't know. I mean, the Braves – I mean, Rich Rod has been a little pr- homer prone. Um, 
since he came over uh, from the Pirates, and, and Will, Will Smith kind of struggled to throw strikes at times. So I almost kind of like the, the Brewers' bullpen a lot more too, and that kind of might give Milwaukee the advantage, especially with the first two games being at home, despite how well the Braves have been playing of late. Yeah, no, and I and I can understand what you're saying. You know, it's just a guy like Devin Lewis with his stuff. I mean, you know, 23 holds that that's a lot to replace him. I and mean, they were really counting on him to be the the eighth inning guy there. And um, you know, it, it changes. And you know, we've you know we've seen it before. You know, this time of year, sometimes you're going to ask your closer to get a six out instead of three. You know, um, oh, yeah. easily. And and I don't think that's going to be a problem for Hater. Uh, and Rich Rodriguez has went multiple innings in the past. Remember him doing that a good bit with the Pirates. Um, I really like Rich Rodriguez's stuff, and I think he's a guy who could have a, a big postseason for the Braves uh, if they make a run. It, it, I mean, that's it's going to be a fun series to watch. I don't really have uh, – I mean, I expect to see good pitching, and I expect to see the bullpen be the difference. Um, man, I don't know. I think I'd lean – I don't know, CJ. I don't know. I wouldn't want to touch it with your money, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't either because, um, I mean, I could easily see this this series going either way. Um, I think I think if you're the Brewers, uh, obviously, you know, you're going to need good pitching. But I, they're going to need, you know, Christian Yelich to come back, you know, round back in that MVP form, right? Be that guy again in that lineup, um, you know, and really catapult that lineup. I feel like he's he's had a good year. I'm not saying he hasn't, but it's, it's almost at times like kind of felt like for them he's been kind of MIA at times. I feel like this might be an opportunity for him to really kind of stamp stamp his name, not only with Brewers fans, but with baseball fans as a reminder of, hey, don't forget I'm here. Type of, type oh, of situation. I don't think Brewers fans have forgotten Christian Yelich is there. Well, I don't either, but I think like this is one of like it, it, it almost like for him could be one of those things like he comes out and has a really good series and a really good postseason. It kind of refreshes a little where if he struggles, it's not quite a rod territory where he's getting booed all the time, but just kind of that, oh, yeah, okay, we're good. And they got you a know, lot out of Colton Wong. Um, the Willie Adamas trade for them has been been a godsend. He's had a great year. And Avisel Garcia has absolutely been been a a big player for them, you know, almost hitting 30 home runs. Uh I always felt like the Brewers this year were kind of winning with with smoke and mirrors and 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 obviously it's been good pitching all year that's gotten them through. And I think that's what potentially might do it again. But I love how hot the Braves are playing and how good those first two starters are, especially Morton in the playoffs and how well Freed's been pitching, being the NL pitcher of the month. So he's coming in with a lot of confidence. So I, I think I'd take Atlanta in the end, CJ, probably in five. I think this one definitely goes the distance. Yeah, I can see it going the distance. I, I do kind of favor um, Atlanta in this one. Um you know, and I was kind of scrolling down through here through Milwaukee's lineup, kind of looking and seeing here. And totally forgot Jackie Bradley Jr. was a member of that squad. Oh, I mean, he, he kind of didn't get to play a little bit um, to a little bit late there. He's, he's kind of come on and on. That's kind of 
He's the kind of him, guy you can forget potentially his playing time. Yeah, him and his big 163 batting average. Yeah, not hasn't had a great year. Um, you know, but I mean, they but I'm scrolling through. I mean, they've got some guys with some some experience. You know, Alonzo Kane has been been in some big moments. So. Yeah, dude. I mean, Lorenzo, he's he's a damn good player and, and a former uh, Charleston farmhand, by the way, CJ. Remember yeah, Alonzo so, Kane? I mean, yeah, I mean, so the, the the Brewers the Brewers have a good team. It almost kind of feels like this matchup kind of sucks for them, just because it's like, okay, congratulations, you're the two seed. Oh, by the way, you get the Braves, who you know, quite frankly, just find ways to beat people. Yeah, thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> and if you lose a game, you get to go into the Tomahawk Chop area there in, in the beautiful now, and it's hard to say truest ballpark. I know, right? I I struggle with that one too. Like when it comes up on MLB the show, I'm like, huh, huh. That can't be right. One gets me too because every time I see it come up on MLB the show, I have to do a double take because I'm like, wait, oh yeah, that is right, dude. I mean, it's one of the worst uh, name name sponsors out there, and I, I, I mean, kind of one one of my best one of my best friends, man. Um, you know, works for Truist, and it's like, man, just doesn't get the name change. SunTrust Ballpark rolled off the tongue. Yeah, Truist, because I always want to call it Trust or something. I keep forgetting that. It's, it's hard, and, and the fact that you'd have to come back into the that place and how beautiful that is, and Brace fans are they're, – they're really, really uh, starving for that championship. And, man, if anything could happen, and let's just say for who knows – I mean, they're gonna they're they're ready for October baseball, and they don't have to worry about the Dodgers or the Giants yet. You got to get through Milwaukee, and they play playoff baseball to get into it, winning the East Division down the stretch. So, I don't discount the Braves at all, especially if they get the home field and they're back in there for games, you know, three and four with a chance to pull it off. Um, I don't know, CJ. That's going to be a hell of a series, man. Oh yeah, that one. I mean, I think both. It's. Let's just go ahead and say it now. I think the only way to kind of finish this thing off: who is your World Series winner, CJ, or who do you think uh, plays plays in the Fall Classic? Now, uh, you know you could tell me what your pre- your prediction was. You know, before the season, probably too. I'm sure you had one, but uh, hit me up. Yeah, I, pre- yeah, yeah. Going into the season, um, I had Yankees, Dodgers. Um, <laughs> Talk about chalk. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was chalk. Um, I, I will admit that. It's been kind of cool, though, you know. A, a current New York team versus a former New York team. But um, that that was kind of where I leaned. Now, yeah, granted, now we've had some things change. Um, I still do really like the Dodgers, even with with the Muncie injury. Um, I don't think they've announced exactly how that'll. They haven't completely shelved him, um, so I I don't want to go against it just because you know my teams are still in it that I had preseason. Um, but if you pushed me to, I'd probably probably lean. If you made me change it, White Sox Giants. If, if, if you wanted me to lean, if you if you said, "Hey, lean another way," like you know, give me somebody else, that would probably be where I'd lean. Okay. 
I like a White Sox Giants series. That'd be very interesting. Um, CJ, before the season, I had Yankees Padres. Was trying to be contrarian, and uh, I mean, what not to love about Slam Diego did not work. Obviously, <laughs> um, no, but, got your manager fired in the process. Yeah, um, you know what? Probably what that team might have needed, though. Yeah. Uh, now they they've got a lot of expectations. Tingler was more kind of a, a player's manager. They need someone who's going to hold them accountable now, I think, with all that talent. So I get it. Um, but I still think the Yankees have a great opportunity to make it out of the AL. But I also have a little bit of a futures bet there on the White Sox. Um, and kind of a, just, just a little bit of a, you know, three down three down 100, it can win. Could win a thousand there, buddy, if they win the World go. Series. I kind of thought that was a good a good play and doing it for old Uncle Rick there out there in Charlotte, big White Sox fan that, that we know uh listens to the to the pod there. So um I, I like the White Sox team, CJ. I think I'm I will roll with White Sox as well. Um and man I, I think I go with Atlanta. I think Atlanta's gonna get it done this year. Although to to Pick against the Dodgers is is almost asinine. Giants have had to been the team of mojo. The NL is just tough to tough to, tough to decipher. Um, I mean, the Brewers I've been proved wrong by them all stinking season. So why would they quit proving this wrong now? Uh, and they probably have some of the best pitching. So it's like, whew. and then the Cardinals have won seventeen in a row. So they're obviously hot as can be. And then the other team is the Dodgers, which is the all world squad. So it's like. Uh, there's no way to even to quantify if you don't pick the Dodgers, I guess. Um, I know I went really long winded there on that answer, but <laughs> no, but uh, you're the yeah, NL. I just yeah, don't have a team I love, I don't think. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that too. And then you know, you look at the AL, and I mean, you, I think for everybody in the AL side of things, I mean, I think you could make a case from everybody from Yanks to the Red Sox, to the Astros, to the White Sox, to the Rays. I think you could make an argument for anybody in the AL coming out of there. I don't think anybody would be shocked if any of those – if, you know, Boston went on a run or New York went on a run. See, I don't, I don't see Boston. If, if, if we were going to rank, like, worlds – like, let's just do this instead of making picks here, CJ, to close it. I kind of like this rotationally how we do it in baseball, right? Who's the team that you – would say is your is your team that you don't see winning it and we'll just eliminate a draft you're going down i would i'll i'll take out the red sox immediately i don't think the red sox can win the world series okay no, that's probably fair i kind of kind of see where you're coming at um who's the next one for you for me for me it would be a partial homer pick here on it but it's I don't know. The the Astros, I don't know. There's something about this team that I just I, – I could very easily see in them get dumped in the first round because, I, I mean, really, I mean, past – I don't really know who else I trust on that staff. I mean, Garcia's been in some big spots last year in the playoffs and pitched well, but he's been shaky of late. I mean, Grinky – we know what he can do, and he's done it before, but he's getting a little longer in the tooth, and it's not like he's a has a fastball that's going to blow it by anybody at this point in time. He's more 
very crafty, which doesn't, you don't have a problem with that, especially in postseason games, but it does limit your ability in some respects. And against the guys the White Sox are throwing out there or then potentially the Yankees or the Rays, I don't know, just doesn't blow me away. The Astros have been able to kind of get – I mean, now Valdez is, is, is pretty good, but I feel like even last year when they won some postseason uh, – you know, series and stuff. I just never felt like the pitching was phenomenal at all. And I think they're pitchers that are better, but their offense is very good. So it's, it's tough, but I like it, CJ. I think you could, let's eliminate the Astros uh, next from the proceedings. So we'll put them ninth um, in terms of who we think can win this thing. I think the next team that I want to kind of eliminate here from, from the contention. I'm going to go ahead and say probably the Milwaukee Brewers. I don't think they have enough offense. I know Taos is good. I know Adamas. I just I don't like that team enough to win the World Series. I think the Cardinals have a better chance if they get in to win it than Milwaukee does. Yeah, no, I, I – I... I'd be with you on that one. Um, I, cause I, just, I, yeah, I mean, you're not going to get a whole lot of disagreement from me there on that one. CJ, it's, it's kind of funny because I almost feel like it's just, it's just a matter of Milwaukee. While they, I think have better pitching than the Cardinals and, and everything like that. I just, I just don't, for some reason, don't trust the Milwaukee Brewers logo and, everything else in the postseason as much as I trust the Cardinal logo and brand. I don't know what it is. It's maybe Yachty Molina behind the dish and the Cardinals are just the Cardinals, but I'd still trust the Cardinals to make a bigger run than the brew crew. Yeah, no, I'd be, I'd, yeah, yeah I'm not going to disagree with you there. Who you, who you knocking out next? This one's tough. Um, it is tough. It, it's where that's where it starts getting hard. I think. Yeah, this is where it starts getting hard, and uh, I, uh, you know, I, I'm gonna have to. I think it's. I think the easy choice is probably St. Louis here, right? Yeah, that's kind of where I was leaning. Yeah. Um, you know, I, they went on this huge run to put themselves into this position, and it, it just almost kind of feels like okay, they got into this, they 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 pushed through, they went on this big run to get into it. Now it almost feels like maybe it starts to lax. Like okay, we got here, and you take that deep breath, and I I don't I feel like they took the deep breath and, and they started losing some games even this weekend to the Cubs. And yeah, now it's so like, just, can they recreate that magic for the Dodgers? If they can, maybe they can recreate it and get it going again. But that's going to be tough to do. Yeah, it's really tough for that switch to get flipped on. And then you, you, you put yourself in a position where you know, okay, we're basically in. And you take that deep breath. Now you got to turn it back on again. And you got to do it against a very dangerous Dodgers team. They just kind of feel like that team that may have – peaked really quick in this run and are trying to find a way to turn it back on. I mean, winning 17, and it wasn't that long. It wasn't like they 
did this, you know, it, it was about a week ago. So, I mean, they're yeah, still but feeling not all hot. those were convincing. Some of them, they had to come back to do it. So that, Hold on, CJ. Know. It doesn't matter. In baseball, when you come back to do it, that makes it even better, buddy. And you know that. You should know that. Well, no, um, I, I, I do. But let's, you know, but we, we talk about teams that went on streaks. I mean, you look at the Yankees team. They won 13 in a row and then proceeded to drop. Nine to ten, so it does. Have, you're correct. Good point. I mean, it yeah, baseball does have There's a find no a question. way of yeah. Baseball does have a find a way of regressing that curve, and it can be very unforgiving when it does it. Yeah, exactly. And you know what the thing about it is too that could happen to the Giants. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Very easily, and I, I think, man, that's tough for me because I think the next squad that I want that I want to eliminate. Um, Man, I, mm, that's tough, CJ. I, I almost want to eliminate. I think at that point in time, I gotta go with the Gi- the Giants. I think. I mean, and they have the best record in all the game, but I just don't think I trust them pitching wise to be able to to out potentially the Dodgers. Or the Braves in that long series. I'm just not sure I trust it as much. And I like the offenses of those other two teams just a little bit better than the Giants. Although the Giants, I mean, at this point in time, we're saying like they're the, I mean, it's the cream of the crop at this point. I just think of the, all the contenders, they're my least likely of the big five to win it, in my, in my opinion. No, I, I can see where you're going with that. Yeah, where you go next, buddy? Yeah. Okay. This is yeah. Now we're starting to really, really get into it. Um, I, I'm gonna go with the Dodgers here. Wow. Uh, I almost want to alert, 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 and yeah, I'm probably and, gonna. You're probably gonna get a Kisner on that. By the way, just to let you know. What kind of bullshit is that? And the only real reason for me there is you just don't Kershaw. want to not pick him. Well, it's it's the Kershaw injury. You know how long is Muncie out? Like, can they can they kind of overcome some of that? And it's you know that's a good point, CJ. I, you know, I kind of I kind of agree with that. That I can see where you're going with that. You know that that's kind of the thing. Like those are those are two two big ones in it. And I understand, I mean, they're, they're, they've still got very solid pitching rotation, but then, you know, and they've been a good portion of the year without Trevor Bauer, but that was a guy they were counting on, you know, so now it's, you know, really going to come down to, you know, Bueller and Ursaris and, and Scherzer. And it's like, okay, well, you got the three headed monster, but who's going to be that fourth guy? Cause you're going to need a fourth guy somewhere down the line. Where are they going to find it? If it's not Kershaw. I mean, and I and I get what you're saying there. That kind of – it really does change the dynamic, does it not? But I also say this about the Dodgers. They've got plenty of stuff in that pipeline, buddy. I, I'm, oh, I'm oh, not, yeah, I don't I'm feel not, sorry I'm, for them, you know what I mean? No, I, I yeah, I don't feel sorry for them either. It just it kind of feels like the, the loss of Kershaw, you know, how long is Muncie out? That, that's a big bat in the lineup. It's, you know – a lot of things that they've counted on over the last couple of years. And you just, this, this time of the year is not the year you want two of your big guys, 
not able to go. Yeah, I mean, and I get where you're going with there, CJ. But I mean, Bueller, sixteen and four, the two four seven ERA. I mean, your eyes won his twentieth game on Saturday night with a two nine six ERA. Uh, I mean, dude, it, it's very tough for me um, to to kind of have any other thought reaction essentially. To, to the Dodgers rotation other than to be like, I mean, Goslin's not bad. I mean, Gratall's not awful. Knable's good. Kelly down there's good. I mean, you know, they've gotten some some pretty quality innings out of this Evan Phillips cat this year. I mean, who's done decently well. I mean, I I, I don't I don't put anything past what the what the Dodgers can bring out of that pen and what they have in that system. Cool. And let's be real yeah, here, too. Scherzer's going to try and carry him, too. And he's still yeah, got Kinley down there. And Bickford, for that matter. He's pretty daggone good. And look at that yeah. beard, too. Got some yeah, flow. And, and, it's, and it's not necessarily the bullpen I worry about. Like I said, it, it's who's going to be that that fourth guy in the rotation that can, can you get any – who's it going to be and can you get any real length? But, that way it's not – But, CJ, here's – Your bullpen gets but, a little taxed. But here's the thing, man. I mean, you don't necessarily have to worry about that as much anymore with the way these teams do bullpen games anyway. The Rays do it all the time. I mean, so they've got three starters. They're probably okay rolling into – in the three that they have potentially with that Wainwright. So, I, I mean – uh, you made the pick. You'll go ahead and eliminate them, but I'll tell you, I eliminate next. And as a result, and that's probably um, has to be at, at this point in time in the proceedings, just based off of I, I gotta say, probably, man, probably you're probably the Braves at this point in time. Although, like, I don't, I don't, not sure I buy. I mean, not sure I buy Tampa all the way. But I don't also want to eliminate the Yankees because I just have a weird feeling about the Yankees this year, and I'm gonna hate that we're probably gonna agree on this at the end. Yeah, and and for me, I was kind of looking at that too because you, you had the the White Sox sitting there too, and while I like everything they've got, you know, it's just some of these guys are gonna be in this moment kind of for the first time, like. What does it end up looking like? You know, does does their pitching continue to be what it's been, or you know, does it maybe hiccup at the wrong time of year? Like, and those are all you know tough questions because you can never answer because it's like, well, we have a 162 game sample, and while that is necessarily true, sometimes you know, October the lights get a little brighter, gets a little hotter. Yeah, how do guys respond? And that's that's the tough part, I think, of all of it. So you're eliminating the White Sox now as well? Well, I was saying I was kind of – it was I was rocking in between them and the Dodgers. And for the, me, with the Dodgers, it just came down down to injuries. Yeah. Um, but also, I, I'm not sure that, that, that I want to – I think I got to eliminate the Braves instead of next, instead of the White Sox, CJ. I think I go with the Braves um, in that four slot. And then I think, man, does it come down to like – Tampa, New York, and the White Sox, and whoever kind of makes it out of that, in your opinion? Yeah, kind of. And I'm kind of with you. I'm not really sure how much I really believe in the Rays. I know they won 100 games, but 
I mean, I, I believe in them, and I know they know what they're doing. And they, I mean, hell, they were were not that far away last year. They just always, they just find a way. It's it's unbelievable when you think about how Tampa does it. But yeah, and they do have a lot of good players too. Though, let's be real. Yeah, they do. I mean, they do, and they probably have the most unathletic, athletic-looking first baseman in the history of baseball. <laughs> um, you talking your boy Choi? Yeah. He doesn't look like he's an athlete, but I mean, the guy's a very, very good player, um, you know. And and they've got some guys that can do some damage. It's, I think, what really kind of boggles me with them a little at times is is they get very caught up in the book, right? We saw it last year when they took Blake Snell out, like. Does that come back to get them again? That they're so focused on doing it their way that they're going to do it their way despite what everything else looks like. <sighs> CJ, here's the thing, though. In in certain respects, sometimes it doesn't matter. And when you got a Rosarania who he he'll turn it on again this time of year. Franco's been phenomenal. I mean, hitting 288 as a rookie. Cruz now in the four hole. Yeah, but see, for me, this time of year, it, it's very tough. You know, Zanino uh, and Joey Wendell and Kiermaier down there, Mark. I mean, but it's also one of those things where, like, you name the Rays team, right? And it's like, yeah, there's no superstar, true superstars, but there's a lot of really good players. And if you have superstar quality talent, and then the pitching is just – it's it's what the Rays do. And so I don't, I don't count them out of anything, buddy. And – I, I don't either. My Man, it's almost like with, they've had your with, number for so long. Does it mean that you have to now eliminate the Yankees next instead of the Rays? Well, well, and there's two there's two thoughts on that. The first one for me is with Franco. Yeah, the kid has been phenomenal since he got called up. Well, now can the rookie transcend that into the postseason when it's a little different? Because I, I think that's a little, little hard to do. But here's the other thing, too, and I've said it, yeah, the Rays have had our number, but maybe does now we talked about how baseball has a way of quickly adjusting that curve. Does that mean now maybe the Yankees are due to get it? Does it? I mean, yeah, you, you might be right. It might be the Yankees' time to finally get a couple wins here against the Rays, and if they do it at the right time, it's real big. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that. That's the question. Yeah, I mean, we're we're nitpicking a team that won 100 games. I I get that, you know. Um, I mean, they got the stable down there that they'll talk about all post, and that's gonna pop real hard on your mic, I know, uh, out there. But that's how that's how TBS is gonna talk about the postseason. They're gonna say the post, the post, the post. Drives me nuts, CJ. Absolutely stinking nuts. Um, it drives me almost as nuts as it does what Tampa Bay calls a home field. <laughs> I hate that damn dome. I bet you do, and and the Yankees are going to have to go there, or the Red Sox. Well, nobody likes it because half the rings are in play, half of them aren't. It's just get a real baseball stadium for the love of God. I'd agree. I'd agree, CJ, <laughs> and that's partially why I don't want to pick them to win the World Series. I'd rather go to go out to U.S. Cellular Field, the old Comiskey, and go with the White Sox. I'm going to move them one. I think Ooh. they're the team. To me, that, that's, that, that's not going to make you real friendly in cubby circles. I don't give a flying you know <laughs> what about cubby circles. I know. I was setting that up there for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, Wrigleyville would be an awesome place to go in a baseball paradise, especially for the hard uh, 
for the old um, scene there from uh, from Hart. See, I want to say Hard Knocks, and it's not. It's Hard Ball with Keanu Reeves. It's just late, CJ. It's late. But, um, man, I'll tell you what, buddy. going to be a fun October. It gets oh, crisp. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Pitchers are blowing on their hands. And uh, it's it's it, it's why they play the game all year to get into this one. Cannot wait for it to get going. Tomorrow night, eight oh five. From Fenway, I know you're you will be uh, on absolute pins and needles watching that one. Oh yes, I will. I'll be running the gamut. If they do to me what they did to me Sunday, I'm I'm gonna be worse for wear. Yep. Well, buddy. Uh, make sure that you, uh, you you take care of yourself between now and uh, <laughs> when we talk again. So uh, absolutely, let's let's enjoy the baseball and uh, y'all take it easy till next time. Have a good one.